Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome episode of You Got This with your host Sandy and Donnie from Your New Life Ministries. And we're going to continue on with this uh, series that we've been talking about since season one, uh, season uh, three premiere. This is season three, episode three. And uh, what we're doing is called Rise Up. That's a series of discussion, Rise Up. And this week is called You Can Begin Again. We're going to talk about three different uh, sections here. One is don't get stuck in failures. Two, look up to God. That's by far pretty important. And three, when you start moving and moving forward. So we're going to talk about that today and along with everything else we got going on among and with us and as your host of your new life ministries and you got this. So let's get on with topic number one. Don't get stuck in yesterday's failures. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to You Got This. I'm so glad to be back with you again to bring you the word that God has for you. Um. You can begin again. Don't just get stuck there. That's what Satan wants you to do. John 10.10 says, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. So it's the enemy. It's Satan that wants you to get stuck. He wants to divide you, your friends, your family, your relationships. He wants you, the bad things to happen. He wants you to get, you know, laid off from your job. He wants to send overwhelming um storms at you from that come out of nowhere and hit you all of a sudden and catch you off guard like knocking the wind out of you this is what satan wants to do and god wants you to keep trusting him through that see all of these all of these situations that come at you by satan god can turn it around as a stepping stone to build your faith as you trust in him as you stand firm you don't have to fall and you don't have to fall into that pity party that he wants you in that creates you a, a, a pit of des- depression and despair it'll keep you there that's what he wants to surround you in all oh, that woe is me darkness stop it that's from the enemy you're a child of god big almighty el shaddai and we need to act like it isaiah 43 18 and 19 says Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So don't get stuck in yesterday's failures. When you've messed up or someone else caused something that took you down, stop it. Yesterday's troubles and heartaches belong in yesterday and leave them there. It is a new day. The troubles you had or may have Things that may have caused you belong in yesterday. If you sin, repent. If you hurt someone, ask them for forgiveness. Make amends and move on. Don't let it keep you there. Let go of it. God does. He says in Hebrews 8.12, I will forgive you your sins and remember them no more. Holding on to bitterness and unforgiveness and the guilt of our own actions will only keep you frozen in time. And that's what Satan wants. And not getting to the fulfillment the fulfillment of your purpose and promise that God has for you to the place God wants to take you. See, Satan wants to keep you frozen. He wants 
you to experience failure. He wants to put you in those pity parties. Don't fall for it. If you're constantly looking backwards, how can you move forward? Let go of yesterday and move on. Exactly. And just because you fail at something, don't mean you have to stop completely. <clears throat> I know so many people out there who's tried to start new things, new things in their life. And as soon as they don't take off right away, they completely stop. Think about it. Once you stop, you have already failed. you got to persevere. If this is your life, this is what you're passionate about, there is something for everybody out there. There's no such thing as a, as a something that nobody wants. There's always something that somebody wants. Just like every business owner has done. They, they probably failed at three or four different business ideas before they, set, before they found the right one that was for them. So just because you fail at something doesn't mean it's over. You just got to think of a new way to get it out there. There's no such thing as failures unless you stop. Then you've already failed. That's right. If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. Let us take him from Isaiah 7, verse 9, uh, and stop that. Deuteronomy 1, 6 says, The Lord our God said to us at Oreb, You've stayed at this mountain long enough. So you've stayed in that pit long enough. Forgive yourself, forgive others, receive God's forgiveness, repent and let go of it, because God already has. Are you going to keep, you know, mourning over that one who who left you, who broke up with you? They're not worth it. If they left you, then they don't appreciate the real you. Move on. God will have somebody else there for you. And keep trusting God. Don't fall into that pit of depression. Because no one person on this earth, and I mean no one, is worth losing your joy over. Because when you have to be happy to have a certain person in your life in order to be happy, then that becomes your idol. An idol, according to the Webster's Dictionary, is anything you give excessive devotion to. So whether it's a person, a place, or a thing, if you have to have this thing or this person in order to become to be happy, it is your idol. Stop that. Because then Satan can use that to steal your joy. And that's what he wants. He wants to keep you in a pit of guilt and shame and self-pity. Why would you want that? Why would you want to feed into what he wants? Did he die for you on the cross? So why are you feeding in him? Just get a backbone and do it just to spite him if for nothing else. And then eventually it is going to turn around because God says he promises to never <clears throat> fail you or forsake you so how do you get up out of that pit brings us to our next point look up to god exactly when all of this fails you tried everything else but honestly this should have been the first thing you've done look up to god he is a he is a leader he's the almighty god he knows what's better for you than you know yourself you may think oh i don't need him he's just a crutch well god Doctors gave you crutches for a reason because your foot needed a rest. Never thought about God giving you rest when you look up to him. He's the Almighty. He knows what you need. Never thought about, well, maybe my son needs a rest. So look up to God. We all need rest. And what better place to rest than under the guidance of God? That's right. 
So as our verse said, forget the former things and the things that others have done to hurt you. Just as God has done for you, he forgets what you've done in the past. God is close to the brokenhearted. And while everyone has free will to their loss, some use that as a license to hurt others. God gave us free will so we will love him by our own choice from a sincere heart and not because we have to. When others hurt you by their own choice, he promises to heal your heart. He promises to restore you. He's a restorer of broken things. He's close to the brokenhearted. He says in the book of Exodus, he says, I am the Lord who heals you. Psalm 147.3 says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. It is not always easy to let go and to give things over and to forgive. Your emotions of bitterness and resentment that only weigh your heart down may be hard on your own to let go of. But with God, he promises that nothing is impossible. So it's time for you to look up if you're tired of being in that pit of depression. It's tired and you're tired of going nowhere because of that pit. And it's time for you to look up and it's time for you to go to him in prayer. He says in James 4, you do not have because you do not ask God. He will help you and he will heal your heart and set you free. So here are some steps in looking up. First step is ask for forgiveness. That obviously is always number one. Two, ask for help for your wrong decisions. We all make wrong decisions. We probably make wrong decisions on a daily basis because we're not perfect. Nobody is. Just because we're Christian doesn't mean we don't make mistakes. We all are born in sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. All do. No matter what state in life we are. The only person that isn't and in sin, it's probably a baby because they haven't made any choices because they don't make choices. But for us, uh, for us people that are above the age of probably four and up, <laughs> we're, we're born in sin. We do it every on a daily basis. So remember that you need to ask for help at our own decisions. Ask for help at, to seek forgiveness. Maybe go to a pastor. He can help you out and pray for you and pray over you for that one. You hurt also. Yeah, because we all probably hurt people in, along our path. We need to ask for forgiveness and pray for those who we have hurt. Four, ask for healing from the scars left behind. We all have baggage. All of us do. And we need to ask for healing for those scars. That's, that's very important too. And number five, receive the forgiveness and let it go. God already has. Especially that one scripture that my wife just mentioned earlier. Uh, she uh, she said it earlier, and uh, just got uh, God's already has it, and just move on. That's all we have to do is just move on. Ask for forgiveness and move on. Hebrews eight twelve says, "Forgive, for I will forgive though forgive their wickedness and remember the sins no more." See, that's what I was just thinking of right there. That Bible verse. He uh, we, once we ask him for forgiveness. Oh, dude, I got you. I've already forgiven you for it. Don't even, don't even worry about it no more and just move on. And that's what we got to do as humans is move on. 
So for those things that you've done to hurt others, sometimes it's hard for us and we're kind of scared. But take that fear of God and ask him for help to, to forgive, to go seek that forgiveness for the ones that you've hurt. Ask for help to make amends. And then let it go and move on. Once you've done that, even if they don't receive it, you've done what you're supposed to do. Because it says in Matthew 6, 14, that we are to forgive others the sins they've done toward us. And we're supposed to ask for forgiveness. And so God can forgive us and we can move on. So if we ask for forgiveness, if we make, go to make amends to that person, we're, we've done what we're supposed to do. If they don't want to receive it, that's between them and God. But you've done what you were called to do, what you were supposed to do. So let it go and move on and don't carry their baggage. We're not meant to carry the baggage of other people. Uh, their own weights that weigh them down. It's not meant for us to carry. So let it go, put it in God's hands and move on. Psalm 68, 19 says, praise the Lord who daily bears our burdens. He will take care of it. And as you release your failures and receive his help and his forgiveness and his healing, he will help you and he will heal your heart and set you free. And he will put you back on that path to move on to where he has for you. John 8, 36 says, so free indeed. See, your heart will feel lighter than air and your God will prepare the path before you for a new beginning. He will put new people and new appointments, divine appointments into your life to help get you to where he wants you to be. If you lost your job, he will help you to get another one. But you just can't expect to sit in your your easy chair and expect all that to come from you. No, he will inspire you. He will give you inspirations in your heart that maybe I need to do this. And it will sound like your own voice. So just go for it and try it and pray about it before you do it. And God will lead and help you every step of the way. So as you let go of these things, as you let go of the bitterness and resentment, as you forgive others and forgive yourself, that's an important thing. You need to forgive yourself as well. Your heart will feel lighter than air and God will prepare the path before you for a new beginning. So let yesterday go and let God set you free from all your heartache and pain. He will help you to show mercy to others as you receive from him. Freely you've received, so freely give. As you receive his mercy, then you give it away as well. So again, at Johnny 36, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. Yep, exactly right. Well, we're going to take a quick break here and play a good song for you. We think fits perfectly with this. It's called Need You Now by Plum. We'll be right back right after this. So tired of holding on 
Welcome back. Hope you hope you enjoyed that song by Plum called Need You Now. We're gonna continue on. Today is a new day. Make the most of it. Forgive and be forgiven and receive God's wonderful grace and mercy. Lamentations 3 22 through 23 said, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed by his compassions. Never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And God is the most faithfulness. He doesn't remember once we ask for forgiveness and you have a brand new life. That is the purpose of being saved under God's grace. You ask for forgiveness, you ask to be saved, he will give you a new life. And to prove that your devotion is called a water baptism, which washes all your sins away. It gives you a new life under God, but you have got to mean it. You have got to forgive yourself and mean and try to start a new life. Is it going to be easy? No, it is not. As the Bible says, the world will hate you as it has hated God. But in order to do it, you got to ask forgiveness and start moving forward. That is number three in this uh, in this series today. And how do you start moving forward? Well, we're going to tell you, based on the biblical scriptures, first being believe that you are forgiven and that everything is in your past. Do not call to mind the former things. Pay no attention to the things of old. Isaiah 43.18. And number two says, uh, And therefore, it, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. 2 Corinthians 5.17. And number two, renewal of your prayer life. Renew your prayer life. Three, renew your devotion time. You got to have your time alone with God and pray and he will direct you the way you need to go. You may not hear it all the time, but he is in your heart and he will direct you on the path you need to go. That's right. And so, and also, you know, as you begin again and as you rise up again, God will inspire you. These are just a few things we're naming that can help you. Because when you get in depression, you kind of stop praying. But it's got to be a choice because sometimes when your depression is so great, you don't want to do anything, but you've got to be tired of being there. You've got to be tired of being stuck. And sometimes you've got to make yourself until it becomes part of your routine of who you are again. So number four, the fourth thing you can do is if you stop going to church, go back. 
because sometimes when we're stuck in depression, we do stop not even just our prayer life, but we stop going to church and we have no energy to do it. So stop that because you've got a choice and you can make yourself do it. It may be hard at first, but once you do it, it's going to be easier. You got to decide, do I want to stay in this pit forever? Do I want to be depressed forever? And if the answer is no, then you've got to do something because people aren't just going to pick you up and magically put you where you want to go. That doesn't happen. That's why God gave us free will and we have a choice and we can choose life. Joshua said to the people of Israel, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You can choose to serve the Lord. You can go his way. Or you can choose the path that the enemy wants to take, which is all the negativity, all the depression, all the anger, all the bitterness, and all the resentment. It all comes from Satan. So it's either or. You can't be in the middle. He says, he who is not with me is against me. What is your choice? Where do you want to be? So go back to church. You are in the fellowship of other believers. You hear the word and that renews your faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's Romans 10, 17. So as you hear it and as you get around other believers and you're fellowshipping with them, they can inspire you also. They can encourage you. God speaks to more people through more people than just a pastor. Hebrews 10, 25 even tells us to, stop, to not give up. It says not giving up meeting together. Some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. It is your choice what you want to do. It is your choice. And these things will encourage you before you know it, your heart just feels light and free again. And you feel like living again. You can do this. Five, walk it out. Believe you are new. Get involved with your church. Exactly. That's very important because churches will give you strength like you never had before. Like-minded individuals give you such an inspiration to keep going because they're with you. They're going through the same struggles you are going through. They have the same doubts and the same, uh, same everything. You wouldn't believe the fellowship you'll have in a church. Get up and begin again. Start searching for that job if you're needing a job. Go after that promotion. Look for more speaking jobs if you need to. I mean, write that book if you're looking to write a book. I mean, there, there's just so many different things you can do to encourage yourself to walk in the path of God. And, and hopefully you choose either path because that is what's going to give you the strength you need to move forward because this world will hold you down. Yes. So if you fell trying to quit an addiction, get back up and try again. We all make mistakes. We all fall. And God told me this one time is when I got really angry with him and didn't talk for him for a month after my son died. I got so angry at him. And then he brought me back so gently, you know, he, he wasn't harsh, but it was so gentle. 
he spoke a word to me through a friend of mine and it just resonated in my heart and then i started feeling bad about myself feeling guilty for not praying and talking to him for getting mad and he told me your faith is not judged in your momentary weaknesses it is in me getting back so if you're running a race and you fall along the way, are you no less a winner even though you fell along the way? See, when you fall on a path, do you go back to the beginning? No, you, you get back up from where you fell and you move on. So get back up and try again. Trust God to provide for you when he, for, when he forgives. It's as if it never happened. He's faithful. He will make your path straight and he will provide the way through. Trust him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And one of the best ways to come out of depression is listen to praise music and speak it out. That word, I trust you, Jesus. Speak out the word of God and praise him with your mouth, not just silently, because Satan doesn't like the praises of God. And Psalm 22, 3 in the King James Version says, God inhabits the praises of Israel. That means he comes into our praises. He, you can feel his presence. And so you're going to feel him. And Satan is not going to stick around and praise God with you. So make yourself praise God. Then you're going to want to keep on doing it. After a while, you're going to start to feel his peace. A calm peace over you, and you're going to feel that. You're going to feel that presence of Him. Picture yourself by a pond with some weeping willow trees over, and the waters are so still, not even moving. And it's just, if you picture that in your mind right now, don't you get a sense of peace and a true sense of calmness? That's what we feel when, when we're in the presence of God. Because he's the Prince of Peace. And there's so many things you benefit from him, from his presence. In fact, um, I have a Bible study out called Abide in Me, a seven-week study of the blessings of being in God's presence. You can go on our website, uh, yournewlifeministries.org, in the book section, and you can check that out. Um, yeah, check that out today. And it's a step-by-step, -step, you know, week-by-week and re Bible readings that you can do and please check that out because it you know it, it helps you to grow in being in God's presence and also another devotional I wrote step uh, step by step uh, into a deeper walk in Christ that's another devotional I have plenty of lines in there plenty of spaces in there for you to write as, as you read it and you learn so check that book out also it's another thing that can help you draw closer to the Lord Remember, sometimes you got to make yourself and you fake it until you make it sort of thing. And then as you keep speaking, I'm going to do that. I trust you, Jesus. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I trust you, Jesus. God is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all he's made. As you just keep speaking out his word and you keep sending praises, then You'll come back to that sense of peace and that hope. Hope will fill your heart again. Can my wife say it any more beautiful than that? I think not. 
you just need to take the first step back in believing and he will guide you and provide you provide for you. Think about that. God has provided us with everything we could possibly need. He never gives us no more, no less than what we actually need. You just got to trust in his wisdom, and he is the smartest man in the universe. He created the heavens and the earth. He created everybody. He gave everybody their own DNA, the blueprint of life. So let's think about that. He doesn't make mistakes. He knows what we need. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows everything about us. So just let him guide you. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Don't you want him near you? I know I do, as it was everybody else. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your heart, you double-minded, you double-minded, laminate, and mourn over and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. James 4, 7 through 10. Remember that. God is here for us. He is what we need. He is the Alpha and the Omega. We can't have anything that he doesn't want us to have. He knows what we need when we need it. So I hope this has blessed you. I really do. And I speak from experience. I've been in that pit of depression. Do you think it was easy when I lost my 16-year-old son to a car accident? Do you think it was easy being a mom and having my older son in the path that he had been in and not hearing from him for weeks and months and years at a time? No, it wasn't easy. Do you think it was easy for me when I went through all those years of hell in my first marriage, you know, to an alcoholic? Do you think it was easy? No, and I speak from experience. You can do this. You can do anything. You can rise up. Look where God has taken me, and he's no respect for pers persons. So what he's done for me, he will do for you. He just gave me a stubbornness. That's just part of my DNA. And come by it naturally by my mom. And he just decided to use it for his good. So I refuse to give up. I refuse to let Satan win. No, I don't want to put a smile on Satan's face. So even when I'm down, I make myself start trusting in God. I make myself start saying those things just to spite Satan, just to stick it to him. And I want to do that every chance I get because he's he's made complete hell out of moments of my life all he, you know, all he could. So uh-uh, no, I'm not going to give him that satisfaction. Are you? You can do this. You serve a mighty God. Rely on his help and be the child of God you are. You are a child of the king. You are not a wimp and you're not a victim. You are a child of the king. And we are mighty through God Almighty. We are victorious through him. So trust him to lead you. Trust him to pick you back up. Trust him to restore those things that have been stolen from you. Trust him to heal your heart and fill it with joy to provide for you and protect for you. I hope that you've really gotten a lot out of this episode and it has inspired you and motivated you to begin again. And as I said, please check out our website, yournewlifeministries.org. 
uh, email us at info at your ministries.org if you have a question or a prayer request. Um, or maybe you have a special topic you'd like us to, to talk on. Uh, we welcome that. And I hope you enjoyed last week's episode, episode number two of season three, where my son, Timothy, shared his testimony. And it was awesome. If you missed it, please go back and check it out because he was the one that I've talked off and on about. My older son, the only one I have left whose enemy has tried his best to keep him down. And he has risen back up. He's been there, done that the drugs, the alcohol, to numb the effects of pain and depression. And he rose back up of his own choice. And God is blessing him every day. And he's the one that has been on the streets because of those choices. And now God has blessed him. He's got a family and a beautiful baby girl. Listen to that episode because you will be blessed by it. He has learned so much and even taught me some things. So uh, I want to pray for you in closing. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for all our listeners out there, all over the world, all over the United States. And I ask you to bless each and every one of them, Lord God. And I ask for those that are down that you would just inspire them right now and touch them where, you, where they are. Give them hope again to believe that it's not over, that they can rise up and begin again. And help them. You say in our weakness, you're our strength. So give them some strength enough to start hoping and, and, and rise up again and do as they become more and more acclimated to, yes, I can do this through you. I can begin again. God help them get over that and heal those ones who need healing and those who have lost or have lost loved ones. I ask you for some divine appointments, Lord God, and show yourself to them in a mighty way that you are real God. And Lord, I pray for you to touch all those that need a touch and help those who really truly do need to receive you that they might be saved and born again. And we thank you for all that you do, all the finances you provide, all the homes that you will provide for those ones who need cars and transportation, all the transportation, Lord God, that you will provide. Lead, guide, provide, and protect. And we ask this in Jesus' name. And always remember, uh, oh, and don't forget, don't forget, my wife's book is coming out soon called The Train Ride. And uh, that's one woman's journey from being in a coma and learning that she wrong, how she wrongs the people in her life. So remember that. That's coming out soon. We'll let you know. And don't remember, and don't remember. <laughs> and always remember that my wife's book, uh, Deep Waters Within, is being featured in a movie on Pure Flix called Santa's Second Wife. That is due to be released around, uh, around Christmas time. And uh, it's going to be an awesome time. And her book, Deep Waters, is also possibly going to be in production for a series that's going to be on Pure Flix Entertainment. So check that out, too. And also, we got so much going on here. And, and uh, we're going to be going on a trip to Colorado. And we will keep you guys posted on that because we may have an episode where her son is going to be on again. So you don't want to miss that as well. And also, don't forget to check out our Facebook and YouTube and on uh, Instagram. We're all on there and we always post some things, unique things and about our books and so on and so forth on those social media sites. And don't forget that uh, oh, we got that marriage book that's going to help out a lot of married couples. Hopefully you'll take a look at that. It's called Marriage God's Way. 
it is released now, so pick it up wherever books are sold. Okay? And and in closing, you know you always remember, you know you got this when you let God lead the way. I'll catch you later, people. Bye bye.